0: People who want to be in this industry, I think it's super, super, super really important to do the in-person. If there is a show, go, go. That's where you learn the techniques, that's where you see the products up close, that's where you make connections with people.
1: Hello, I'm Tammy Hahnemann, a maker, digital content creator, someone who works in many different mediums with a true passion, for helping others find their creative spark. I also really love to connect others who have something to share with those who want to learn. Welcome to Heart and Hands of a Maker, the creative journey. If you found us, chances are you're on a quest for creative inspiration. Maybe you're feeling stuck in an artistic rut, dreaming of turning your passion into a flourishing business, or maybe you're hoping to see your work in print or grow your online presence. Well, my friend, wherever you are on your creative journey, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Today, we're talking with Milagros Rivera, a mixed media artist living in Puerto Rico. We'll be discussing her creative journey, explore her business evolution, and hear what she's working on next. It's time to grab your favorite beverage, settle into your creative space, and meet Milagros. Milagros, I am so excited to have you here on the show today. Thank you so much for making the time and for being here. Thank you. Welcome.
0: Thank you, Tamara. I'm so excited to be able to do this with you because you are somebody that I admire and appreciate. And, you know, thank you so
1: much for the invitation. Oh my goodness. It's my pleasure. <laughs> I I was so glad you were able to make the time and you were interested in being a part of our little world over here. Um it, It's always a joy to to come across you at a show demonstrating. I mean, that's truly where we have connected in the past. And to uh-huh. now have you here as a part of our show and to know that our relationship will continue, I couldn't be happier. So... You have a wealth of knowledge and experience to share. And I thought for sure you would be a guest that could help our listeners who I know are also on a creative exploration or journey, wherever they are in their, in their path, as well as might have interest in business. And you've done all of that. So I would love for you to share a bit about yourself, a bit about where you are. Um, so just please take it away and uh, we'll let the conversation unfold from there.
0: Awesome. So I live in Puerto Rico. And when my, I live very on the east side, very far away from my family. So my husband opened his business. And when my daughter was born, I said, "Mm, I think I don't have anybody to take care of her. I don't want to leave her in strangers' hands. I got to do something where we can be together and so she was raising this store i opened the store in 2006 and you know how the evolution of of the scrapbook world has gone you know all over uh the spectrum i've done many things and then when it's when it's shifted to mixed media That's where I got, oh, my God, this is my niche because I can do so many things. And so it's been crazy things happening one after the other. And then I I did a lot of jewelry for a while, and then I did a lot of art journaling, and I think... I've been stuck in art journaling not because I cannot do it anymore, but because it's like it's like probably what grabbed me the most. Um, I was going to tell you about Hurricane Maria in 2017, and how like very last minute before knowing how it was going to be a category almost a category six hurricane, I grabbed my journal and I grabbed my watercolors. And then it ended up having my store closing from September to January because there was no electricity. I'm on the east side of the island and we greet the hurricanes. They come from Africa into the Caribbean. And so um, when the pandemic hit and our governor said, we're shutting you down. I said, oh my God, I have the remedy. I know what I'm going to do. I have bought an Archon Mount the, on that show in Arizona in January and I said okay I am going to do lives the first one was one item that Tim Holtz had created that, that January. And so I made a box alert and I opened this box and this is before people were doing lives. This is me with, with a crazy idea. <laughs> I said, okay, this is what we're gonna do. This is the new item and I'm going to show you how to use it. So it, it, it wasn't only opening a box, but it was also giving a tutorial and so When March came and we were locked down, I was already comfortable with the camera. And I said, I am going to bring my journal and bring my paints and I'm going to teach everybody some mental health, because I think that's what journaling does. It it, it's your own space. It's where you can create and you can shut it down. It's private. If you want to share it with the world, you can. But if you want to keep it to yourself, it's, you know, it's your own prerogative. So I started doing lives every single day. I never spent a day in pajamas. I always got dressed. I was like the novella. I don't know if you you know what novellas are for Latins, but it's like People watch these things every day. So I was the novella of the 10 a.m. And I would be online from 10 to 11, from Monday through Saturday. And then I would spend, like, two hours answering questions. And And then it started like like a fireball. It kept moving to people who were, who were Puerto Rican and were living in the States. And, oh, my gosh. And then people wanted to buy stuff and i was like what am i gonna do because i cannot go to the store what am i gonna do and one day i said you know everybody has coffee puerto rican coffee it's a big thing so i said you know what everybody has coffee and today i'm brewing my coffee i'm bringing it here and i'm dumping my paintbrush in there and you all are going to paint with coffee so it you know by the by, the third month, I was already receiving stuff in my house and shipping stuff mm-hmm. from my house because people wanted to buy and I wanted to keep my business because, you know, even though it was a lockdown, we still had to pay rent. We still had mm-hmm. to pay utilities. And, you know, I know of friends who had to to close their business because they couldn't afford the payments and... Maybe they were afraid to put themselves out there in front of a camera like I was, you know, crazy doing my yeah, it was like, Well, you I I I did can you imagine six days a week for more than three months? (laughs) That's a lot. Like, what do you create every day? So I think if you are in business or if you want to go into a business, I was, I was, you know, thinking that maybe the conversation would turn into this and, and I thought a word and I didn't write it down, but you, you, you have to be able to adapt. Mm -hmm. You have to be a chameleon. If you want to stay in business, especially Tamara, because it's sad how this store used to be full with people. And now I ship all the time. And when I do um, when I do classes, I have to do them um, with my with my tripod, and I and I do them. I want people to come because we are, you know, um, social people. We want to hug each other, and we want to see each other, and we want to like scream and have fun, and and this is all happening like we're doing it now. It's it's this connection that, well, like sometimes I, ha- I have to keep doing it virtually and in person because I have people from the States that just after pandemic decided that I was a thing. And so I sell stuff and I sell classes to, you know, to people outside of Puerto Rico. And so we connect through here, but it. I think it's never the same, never the same as being in person and, and doing stuff. I try my best to, you know, to put it out there, but it's like, you know, if you're going to open a creative, a creative business and even, even not a creative business, because my husband's a veterinarian and he was the only one who was taking one owner inside the, the exam room. All the other veterinarians would pick the animals outside and he 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 shifted and so everybody wanted to come see him because you know they could talk to the doctor. The other thing that he did different was he started doing appointments so that there weren't a lot of people, you know, at the same time. So it's it's you know if you want to make a business, you have to be able to to adapt to the situations that are happening and 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 decide or, or you know or decide not to do it it's you know it's it's however you want, but if you want to do it, I think that's the way to do it i I think that's the way that I've been able to succeed
1: um being here for so long well, and you've gone through so much i mean you had the pandemic, which really impacted a lot of people's businesses, you had mm-hmm. the hurricane. And I remember mm-hmm. when you were going through the hurricane, you were receiving donations from people from whomever would be able to send you things. I know I had a hard time actually shipping to you because I put together batteries and energy bars and things that you were asking for. So I know you received things and you just have such a good heart and you do and you give. And the fact that you took the time to do it and serve people however you could manage it was also not only a good thing for you personally because mm-hmm. i'm sure it gave you an outlet and it helped you connect to people even though you couldn't be in person but you helped yeah. others who were in a similar situation oh, i'm sure oh my of
0: goodness it. i mean uh, one time the the us mail the the guy the the our our postal guy said the whole truck is for you oh and it was like I, I put – because I, I couldn't open here because I had no power in the store, but in the clinic, we put everything there. And it was like everybody who would come from the smaller islands would say, okay, what do you need? We have all the supplies. So it was like everybody that came in with their dogs left with – I mean – even our supplies that people send, people send stamps, people send stencils, people send everything because, you know, in a time of need, everything can help.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I, I agree. I think the, the creative nature of our lives, like for you and me, where we we don't make to make anybody else happy, but just to help ourselves have some peace or some quiet mm-hmm. or whatever it is that we're trying to do. And then by nature of who you are you share and you give and i think that that is so um so telling of your of your being and your person and your light and your energy it is a gift and you continue to give and give and give and it's no wonder to me how much you served your community and your country and even those in in the states who were were leaning into you during that time (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. And obviously your husband is also a very giving and kind person and, and also adaptive, you know, he changed his business model to serve the people, which then in turn made it even better for his business, which, Mm -hmm. so I I agree with you. I think being adaptive is really important to success. Um, But also being willing to, uh, to fail. I mean, you, you, you you could have had to close your doors. You could have had to, you know, not had your beautiful place to come back to after everything. And you were still willing to serve and do and create and give. And it's oh, amazing. You're an amazing human. I'm so glad to know you. Oh, my goodness. So how is your daughter? How is she doing? She, um she, got depressed during
0: pandemic because imagine a teenager on these circumstances so i found for her one of those ads that you you have you know like the algorithm of facebook they, they i got um a sailing camp and i said hmm i know say, i know the sea heals and you know we're surrounded by water, and I thought that I was going to drive all the way to San Juan because I mean, how could a cool thing be nearby? Well, turns <laughs> out it was nearby. So I take her, and she's like reluctant to go. She didn't want to go, and and I pushed her, and I said, you know, it's only half a day. I am going to drop you and come back and see you. That's it. There's there's no discussion. And so when I came back to pick her up at noon that time, she was another person. I could see a smile I hadn't seen in months. Oh. And so she 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 has been uh, very successful and. Turns out it was a talent that she didn't know she had. So she's gone to represent Puerto Rico. She's gone to Netherlands. She's gone to Chile. She's gone to Miami. And see see how pushing yourself outside your boundaries, outside your comfort zone can do something for you.
1: Yes, yes, truly, truly. You have to be willing to fail. You have to be willing to, I always say, fall flat on your face. You know, because it could be the complete opposite, and you could find something you didn't even know you had in you. Oh, exactly. Good you for know, her.
0: When um, when I opened the store, I started receiving uh, magazines to sell, and and it was like, wow, I want to be there. I want to be in print sometime. And and one of the things, because I know this is something that we we wanted to talk because maybe somebody who's listening would mm-hmm. like to have their work published. And I remember I am in this tiny island, and I have these two kids that are, they were like two and nine at the time. That's their, their age difference. And I said, I want, to, I want to get published because I want them to not be limited. I want them to know that even though they're living in this tiny island, if their work is unique, they're going to be recognized. So, here I go. And and I got published in all the things that I wanted to be published. And my recommendation for that is to have to have your own thing, to be unique. Like if you do something, don't don't look up what other people are doing. You are somebody else. You have your own thing to put out there in the world, and that's how you're going to get published, by not copying anybody and doing your own thing. Whenever you do something original, people will will recognize that this is something they haven't seen. You know, it doesn't matter. I... I when, I think I got um, in one. I think it was Jewelry Affair that I had um, a project that got published, and and it was in resin. I did this while you know while I was locked locked out of the store. I was working with upcycling stuff, and I did I did this um, necklace that spoke. I wanted to use these words to empower whoever saw me wearing it. So I did this on the clear. They would they would like disappear and I remember I was using I was I was using stuff that for somebody else would be trash and I was making it into molds and pouring that and putting bright colors. And it got published because he had something to say. It, it, it had been done in a unique way. So uh, that's my recommendation. Do something
1: that is uniquely you. And that's a, it's a scary place, you know, especially if you're just starting out and, but you, yet you have these aspirations. So I feel that that's, That's your ultimate goal is to do something different and then learn from somebody like you who will try something different and practice that and then start to integrate your own voice and figure out exactly how to, how does the resin work for you or how to bright colors or do you like more muted colors? Like you have to kind of figure out what your vibe is and then start following your own path with what you've learned from experts like yourself who have gone before you, um, and then also like what, what would your recommendation be on like making contacts with people because that's also something here you are in Puerto Rico and yet you were able to you, you have you have the magazines in your store so you have the information but what gives you the strength and the willingness to take a risk and try and send your manuscript in or send a picture in
0: Well um actually my table right now has Fourteen nutcrackers. crackers. Oh, that's that's what I'm working on. Um, and here's here's one. I'm showing sure you one, and it's like really really Puerto Rican. See, this is Old San Juan, and oh, yes. and it's got like these crazy cobblestones that I made with clay. Um, I've been making nutcrackers. Well, I started buying my first nutcracker when my son was born because I thought that it was like a manly thing. So if I had a boy, I needed to decorate my house with something that, well, nutcrackers represent protection in Germany. And that's what I wanted. I wanted something that would be masculine and would have a good meaning. And when when the store was open, like... Six years into the store, a friend of mine finds this blank. It's a toy. It has this um, this child's way. Oh. Mm-hmm. It comes fully blank, and, and it's got this paintbrush, and she says, Look what I found. I bought one for you and one for me so we can do something. And so we started. We started doing these nutcrackers. So it was like our yearly tradition to do a nutcracker, and and we, I've done it with Dresden, with paper, with paint. I did it with Tim Holtz, um, the 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 embossing powder that I told you that I did my first ever live, and and this year, I I I stopped submitting. And and I said, you know, I haven't submitted for a while because of all the things that have been happening. And I wanna I, I think I I actually did a Puerto Rican nutcracker and I said, I think people would like to see this. I'm going to put this out for Christmas. And and I sent this tiny nutcracker with the this tiny snow globe that I make um tiny paper houses inside. Turns out the editor wrote me, and she's like, oh my God, I wanna publish this. So, I think it's a matter of, you know, putting yourself out there, knowing that maybe it won't get picked. And, and that's fine. You tried, you, you, you tried, but, but what if it gets picked? I do um, something with trash. Since I started doing all these um, all this packaging, I started getting the tape rolls empty, and I said, "We we produce so much so much trash. What if I did something inside this?" And and I started creating tiny Christmas scenes inside, and I would save like eight rolls. I would put them out and. My trash got published because I put it on my on my Instagram and I said, this is an upcycle. I want you to be conscious and, you know, use what you have. It's a cool ornament. It costs you nothing, just a little bit of your time. And I remember seeing, like, the first time... Um, I did something like that. I put them. I put the all all the eight pieces together. I I I never use glue gun because it's like not my thing. But I couldn't make them stick. So I said, okay, I'm going to glue them all together and put them outside, like like pull, coming out of a shadow box. And I'm going to put lights into them. It was the post that got the most likes ever on my hacked Instagram because they hacked me. But on that on the original Instagram, that was supposed to have the most like and every year I would do it and I said, "Well, I'm going to send my trash because I think, you know,
1: people, <laughs> I'm going to send my trash." Yeah.
0: People <laughs> truly like it and actually I have a new project for next year that I'm going to submit. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, one of my clients said, "Oh, I have this thing for you." You know how ham teens are like a weird shape? Yes. So she she brought that ham tin and she said, I, I think you can make something out of this. <laughs> and I said, okay, we'll leave it there. My husband comes in, he sometimes has have, have lunch with me. And he's like, Why do you have trash on the top of your table? I said, it's not gonna be trash in the future. So <laughs> I I have it there for inspiration.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did get a chance to see your ornaments. I think they are just gorgeous. I hope every, we will have um, all the information on where you can find these beautiful projects from Milagros in the show notes on the, on the site. Um, But these were published in Somerset studio. Is that correct? For the holidays. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For the holidays. Amazing. I, I fell in love with the the ornament before i knew it was yours i was flipping through i was i was on a call and i i was on like we were had a break on the call and i was just kind of looking through quickly and i was like oh my gosh these ornaments are beautiful and then i saw they were yours and i'm like of course they're yours and of course they're trash of course they're they're trash (laughs) I love it. Well, and I think it's funny you mentioned your husband looking at all the things. Like, you would think by now he's figured it out. Like, don't even yeah, ask.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right. Why are you we, even asking we, me? We, we, we've been married forever. Yes. Next year is going to be tw- our 30th anniversary. So,
1: oh, congratulations. You
0: know, he should know by now. He's got this crazy wife with <laughs> ideas that... <laughs> <laughs> I well, I did one nutcracker. I, I, I and and so far I've finished and sent thirty-five <gasps> from the one crazy Puerto Rican one I made. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him, you know, I'm I'm a nutcracker collector and I realized that we don't have a Puerto Rican nutcracker. So I'm gonna make one. <laughs> so I did. And I've done thirty-five and there's like I don't know how many in my table again.
1: Wow, wonderful. Isn't that amazing? You are amazing. And and again, you're just following the clues, the clues that are there. So you have to be kind of in tune because I know the other piece of where you draw inspiration from is the island and not just because of the trash that you collect on the island. (laughs) You actually live in a very beautiful place, um, even with all of the devastation that I know you've suffered through. You live in a beautiful place surrounded by water and you have made it very clear. You draw inspiration from around you. Not everybody, especially me, doesn't get the chance to live near the ocean. So I'm wondering, what do you recommend? Because you, so you say you're leaving the, the ham can out for inspiration. So you're going to like see kind of what comes from it. And the nutcracker, you said, Oh, I'm going to make him a Puerto Rican nutcracker because we don't have one. What gives you the, um, I don't want to say strength, what gives you the drive to, to pursue something like that and it could just not work out like and
0: well I, I think um, my favorite question this is my favorite question of all times what if what if I try this and I fail? what if I try this and it's a success mm-hmm. that's the best question you can put out you know, you can put out there in the universe. Um, this is, I, I have this friend who is, um, her name is Marlene and she has this, um, this line called Art by Marlene. She is from Netherlands and, and, and we know each other, we met in shows and, and, and this is her fourth year creating an advent calendar. And this is her first time doing a daily workout. I've been doing it the four years she's done it. I said, well, if people are going to invest. And I think the fun thing about an Advent calendar is to open every day something and and find, you know... I, I think I'm crazy in a way that I don't prepare what, like, people... How can I say this, Tamara? Um, I, I like, I'm a spare of the moment person. So if you give me um, if you give me pens and give me pencils and give me something, I am going to create with what you give me. Because it's like a Food Network challenge. <laughs> yes. Like a chop challenge. You open your basket and this is what you get. So, I started doing these Advent calendars like, okay, I am going to make this 25 days. We're going to be together every single day until the Advent calendar is finished. It doesn't matter if it's Sunday. I pre-record Christmas. The 24 days, I'm live. And it's... It's something that uh, to me it's fun. Like, you know, what I'm going to do. So, I've been doing all these, all these, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping a uh, four by four journal. This is what I'm doing every day. So, I'm going to show you. Um, I don't know if people will be able to see these, but yeah. um, this one and this one. This was to me um, happening happening at the moment because I am a watercolorist at heart and I was working with um, acrylics. To me, it was like an epic failure. I I was failing, and and here's the here's the quote I used: "Making mistakes is better than faking perfection." It has the most likes. Out of all the things I've done, Marlene shared, it. I said, I am putting it out there. I made a lot of bloopers. Come see me making mistakes. <laughs> it's it's right now I don't know how many how because if I fail, and if I recognize where, what I'm doing wrong and I I'm teaching cuz I'm doing this live and I say, "Oh, oh, this this is totally wrong. This is not mixing up. This is, uh, but we're gonna try again. And in the end, it's a beautiful result because I persevere mm-hmm. and I find a way to, to turn it around. So I, I think you have to, um, you have to not be afraid. Even if, even if the mistake happens and it happens life,
1: you can still fix it. And I think that's the beauty of mixed media for me. I feel like you, cause you can keep going. It's never really done until you decide it's done. And so if you (laughs) get to the middle and it looks terrible, we'll just keep going. And Uh I think that's the, the piece of mixed media that I've always appreciated Because I'm not, I'm not classically trained. I don't have an art background. I'm kind of, I always say like I'm a hack. I just jump into something. I want to do it. I buy the supplies. I make something and then it looks terrible or I can't emulate what you're doing. But then if you just keep going, one, you start to integrate your own voice. You start to integrate things that you're trying that you didn't know how to use and it works. And that to me is what mixed media has allowed me to do as for expression. And I think that you are empowering people to realize that it's really okay. Just keep going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It may it may it may look horrible, but you keep at it and it'll work. It'll work out. It's
1: you know <laughs> Well, and at I, the end I, of the day, it's just paper and ink. Like it's not it's exactly. not a, a lot of invested resources. It's just Paper. You know,
0: I okay. think it's it's fun to you have to you have to see it as a fun time for you to explore and experiment and and I'm doing this live. I don't know what I'm going to find. I do a different technique every day. Um, it it I never you know prethink what I'm going to teach tomorrow because I don't know what the stencil is going to be. Because this year it's all stencils. So Wonderful. it's like, okay, what I'm going to do? This, this one with the birds, I open my phone and showed them a, um, a sunset and we painted from that sunset. And yeah, I know I'm in this island. sometimes this island is gray. but there's beauty even in the gray. I had this customer come and ask me for, she 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 was cancer free, and and she came to the store and she said, "Milagros, I need you to give prepare me a card for my doctor to thank her for you know all these." Time that she's dedicated to me, and I'm so thankful that I'm cancer free. and And I hugged her because she's she's an old lady who's been coming here for as many years as I've been open, and she always comes like she's one of those persons that wants to give a detail for like a card or a present. A, you know, one of those really grateful persons. And I said, "Don't worry, Olga. I am going to do something." for you that is going to be meaningful but it's not going to be a card I promise you it's not good but she's like but I'm I'm asking for a card and I said no I I don't know what I'm going to do but I will make you something that your doctor is going to appreciate so we were actually like an hour and a half ago, crying because she came to pick it yesterday, and the doc- she gave it to the doctor today, and she wanted me to know the reaction of the doctor. Well, turns out, um, I, for my fun, what I do is I paddle board. I'm really close to the water, so I do paddle boarding, and and that's my sin. And sometimes I do lives so people can see the sunrise because I'm in the east, and so I'm blessed with sunrises. But I've been doing all these nutcrackers because I had all these owners. (laughs) So I've been coming to work because my husband has a a part-time secretary, so I have to close the store and go work at the clinic. And so... um, I've been like here coming at night and leaving at dark. And so I haven't been able to see my sunrises. And, and so I'm coming back home and it's late and I see this ray in between the clouds, like going towards the mountains. And I said, that's what I'm doing for Olga. It's a ray of hope that's what the doctor represents to her and probably what the doctor represents to everybody that comes into her office and and I took a picture so I wouldn't forget you know how the it was like how the 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 ray was penetrating the clouds and it was like a haze oh my god it was it was beautiful you know it was cloudy it was gray but it was like in between all of that, there was this spark of hope. And so that's what I painted her. Beautiful. So, You're gonna make I, me cry.
1: Well that's so beautiful. I think, you know,
0: you have to you have to look outside and, and see things from a different perspective. I am well, I'm very positive.
1: Yes. <laughs> and um,
0: <laughs> and I see I see life, I I never see a half glass.
1: And, and... Well, and I think though, cause not everybody is positive. So the fact that you have been going live and that you're sharing so much helps people who aren't as positive, see things differently. And I think that is the true message is that you just see things differently and you have a way of translating them into your art. And that is a gift. And you've been offering that gift to so many people. I mean, you're so amazingly generous.
0: You know that you never know who is your audience. So I was this is for this is one that I was doing a few days ago and it says let let your faith be bigger than your fears. Mm. And I had this this person on my life say that's what I needed cuz mm-hmm. she's going through cancer. And so today the one the the one message that I put out there is I did it for her. She doesn't know, but I did it for her. It says your body hears everything your mind says. Stay positive. I am giving her some clues mm-hmm. because she's, she 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 um, she wrote me today after the live, and she said, I I had I was hospitalized. And what kept me going was that I was watching you every morning from my bed and, and you were a spark. So you never know who is listening and who you can give some, you know, some hope and some faith in your journey.
1: No so and that's generous. So you to carry them. on.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Amazing.
0: And it's you know, it's all free. And you know anybody who wants to join and, and, and watch is welcome. And I do it during Advent. I do it every single day.
1: Amazing. Where are you? Where are you doing your lives from? From Facebook or Instagram? Uh,
0: from Facebook. Yeah, I have. Um, I, sometimes I do some Instagram, but it's like um, I have a lot of people who are older. And are not Instagram, they don't have Instagram, but they have Facebook. So what I do is I do it on Facebook. I have um, my stores group is Paper Boutique Scrapbooking Studio. And I'll share the group so you can share the link. I'll put Perfect. it on Messenger. And that way people can come and, and, and hang out early in the morning while they're drinking their coffee and getting ready for work and get some get, get some inspiration for the day because today's day 13 there's still
1: like so two weeks to go almost yeah almost Uh two weeks left wow Mm -hmm. let me ask you this because as I'm going through I at one point I laid out all of my paints and papers and was journaling and then the table space that I had needed to be then moved over and changed to jewelry because I was doing a live for work and how do you how do you manage all of the materials and supplies so that you can stay inspired without tripping over everything, <laughs> I or maybe having the, to cook dinner or something? I should <laughs> flip the
0: camera and show you how crazy this is right now. I mean, I, you you would probably not believe this. I have right now on my right all the paints from Marlene for my daily lives. The tin that hides the oven um, envelopes, it's in front of me. Like, I can't reach it, but it's there. The nutcrackers are all here. And in between, yesterday, I had a, a bride come by the store and said that she needed to, um, I don't, um, she needed to, some wax seals for her invitations. But she doesn't have the equipment. She has no idea how to make it, blah, blah. And it's expensive for six, six envelopes. And I said, oh, my gosh, six. I'm going to make them for you right now. So so in between all of that, I, I even have this.
1: <laughs> well, that is how I roll. Um but I know it's not easy and you have a store, so you, ha- you can just throw up another table probably and move one thing over and make room for it. But what about for people who are at home? Like, what would you recommend they set up like a little station so that they can stay? Because I, 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 okay, maybe just tell me because I.
0: <laughs> I, I think you know. for every maker, you, let's, um, let's talk about my family. When I was growing up, my mother um, my mother would do everything. She would do ceramics. She would do. She had a, an oven where she would actually do her ceramic pieces. And my father was a um, the word in Spanish is ojalatero. In English, he would. I don't know what's the word in English. He would um, if you were in a collision and your car was trashed you would take it to somebody to fix it and he would solder and paint and buffer and that's what my dad did so he he was the one that had the artist He's, I, I think I inherited the, the being able to draw from him because he was an artist but my mom she did she she was um she was not a seamstress by trade that's that, that that's what my grandmother was but she would sew like you would turn the garments inside out and you would wear them like 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 high fashion and i remember one time my mother was making me a dress i was going to be a star and, and, and it was like silver lame, and it had rhinestones coming down, and they were in a cough here. And I was actually going to have uh, a wire star that was soldered by my father. And it was like I would, you know, put it as a headband and had—I was six years old, and I remember— <laughs> I remember it was good, the the first time I was gonna be on stage, and I was like, I was the brightest star. I'm not kidding.
1: You were magnificent. I have no doubt.
0: And my dad, my my mom is giving instructions, and my dad is doing the soldering. And then she did mosaics, and she did stained glass. Oh. And when I got married, she did the flowers, she did the dress, she um. Ask my brother to soldier my crown, I mean, so I come from this background where everybody in the house did everything, so don't try to confine me <laughs> into one thing. My sewing machine is there on the floor i I use it um my daughter turns out she has she also has the sewing talent. During pandemic, I I brought one of the things that I brought from the store was my sewing machine. And, And one time, I wake up in the morning and she had done a bucket hat. This girl who hasn't shown any interest in crafting, she did a bucket hat. And it was beautiful. And then she did the mask that would match her bucket hat. Because I was doing masks for, for, you know, in the very beginning, the clinic had to be open and we couldn't find masks. No. And so I was making masks for my staff at the clinic. And so I can, you know, I, yeah, I have the store and I have stuff all over. <laughs> But when when pandemic that I brought, my husband says, why don't you craft home? And I said, because I'm going to start going nuts. Because if I want to do, to use something and it's in the store, I'm going to scream. Mm-hmm. So I started bringing supplies to, for my daily life. And I started working out of the dining room table. Tamara. By the end of the pandemic, there was no no place to eat or drink in our dining room table. There was no room. So I'm not the best
1: qualified person because
0: I'm not not organized
1: and I have to do all the things. I love it. I love it. I guess because part of me is the same. I have got all the things all over the place and I'm constantly trying to organize because my husband is fairly linear you know he's uh-huh. an artist by you know by nature but he's very linear he's very corporate and so well, when I, I i really admire people who know exactly where
0: everything is <laughs> yes <laughs> no you know how many times i've opened stuff in the store because i can find what i need to use when <laughs> i want to use it and i say, i don't care i open another pack forget <laughs> it it's easier.
1: it'll save you three hours <laughs>
0: finding something and i cannot let anybody like kind of come and organize me because then i go crazy
1: you can't find anything nope nope my husband will walk in if i'm like in the middle in fact just yesterday i started i had to change my office around so i had to put everything that was on the table into a box so i could you know still have access to it and Uh I knew where everything was. And he was like, Oh my gosh, thank goodness. You finally cleaned up. I'm like, Oh, this is temporary. This is all coming back out of the box. I know where everything is. I know where everything needs to be. And he, he's not about it. He was like, Oh, I can breathe in here again. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. It's, it's, <laughs> it's temporary. <laughs> well, and I know, you know, cause in, um, it, it, at at work, some of the things that people would be looking to us for was help in figuring out like how to solder, how to how to make jewelry in on a tray table in their in their living room because their husband won't let them have the dining room table. So I was hoping maybe you had a little few tricks up your sleeve, but it seems like you and I are in the same boat. We can't help anybody. Sorry.
0: No, so, <laughs> you know what happened, my. My dining room table is actually his grandparents' dining room table. So it's this mahogany, beautiful piece. And you know what happened during pandemic? I'm a mess sometimes because I'm <laughs> like, you know, my brain is working. Like, I have so many ideas and I want to implement them all at the same time. And I was working with Dilutions ink. It was a turquoise. And... I I don't spray or make proper use of inks. I open them up. I stick my paintbrush in them. I swipe. And I didn't turn it. um, I didn't close it. Because I moved to the next thing. (laughs) So I am a very expressive person. So I talk with my hands. I think it's probably a Latin thing. So... I move the hands while I'm explaining something, boom goes the ink. But I don't realize that happened. I don't know that it happened. So at the end of the day, I am like clearing for the next day, and I see the ink had been soaked into the wood. what am I going to do because this is an heirloom and I don't know how to I started asking like all my my audience you know I need recommendations from whoever knows how to clean this and there was like it was like no remedy Nothing. nothing nothing well I turns out that the years passed and he, he made a comment that was nasty of him. <sighs> and I got so mad that I said, I am going to fix it. So if you have my problem, I have the solution. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Magic eraser. It worked? It worked. <gasps> it, I, I, it took three sponges. All the sides. I work all the sides, but I sat down on that table and I scrubbed and scrubbed <laughs> and and scrubbed and scrubbed and I cleaned it. It absorbed the ink back. Oh. So if you have the problem. That's the solution. The magic Elbow eraser. grease with a magic eraser, <laughs> and it soak all the ink from mahogany. No, I know. I was like, I told him. I said, I'm so, so, absolutely sorry. You know.
1: <laughs> you felt terrible.
0: <laughs> I felt so bad, so, so absolutely bad. But I asked, and nobody had a recommendation for me, and I didn't want to put, I'm thankful that I didn't put any sandpaper to it, because sandpaper was not going to grab anything. It was, it it would probably ruin it more. So, magic eraser.
1: Magic eraser to the rescue. (laughs) (laughs) my goodness so you're being published you have beautiful projects I did as I said I saw them already in print congratulations I'm glad that you're back and contributing you have a ham container that you're going to make into something you're going to manifest that into something and submit that for publication what else do you have going on aside from all the people dropping in and asking you to create beautiful amazing art for them what else is going on
0: well I um and well, there's this thing that I realized during pandemic was that a lot of Puerto Ricans had no idea about things that were part of our culture. So I started making stamps that would reflect um, their passion because not everybody is able to draw. I've been doing stamps that I, I have manufactured in the U.S. Um, for me and they're local so I'm I'm not selling them in you know in any online stores or anything because it's like I've, I've decided that I'm going to be a Puerto Rican artist and I know that I may be limiting limiting myself in that way but when I did one of my art journal pages was this mask woman because I was, you know, during pandemic, I was doing that, and turns out that when I made the stamp and I put it on my Instagram, I I sent my stamp to Finland and Netherlands and Spain and the States because nobody had a stamp of a masked woman. So that's what I'm doing. I I I was during um, a trip that I did with my mom this November. I had finished and given the nutcrackers out to their um, to their owners. And I sat down on the plane with my journal that I always carry, and I drew from memory the nutcracker. And I said, I am making the nutcracker available to everybody, the Puerto Rican nutcracker. So it'll, it'll be a stamp. Oh, it'll have all the casitas, all the old San Juan colonial architecture.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. I don't think you're limiting yourself. I think you're just adding to the layers of all the things that already encompass your amazing being. I think that's wonderful. And you're bringing a culture forward into the next generation through your art. I think that's beautiful. Thank you. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. All right. And so will you be traveling? Are you able to to get out and do things and...
0: Well, I will be at the, um, I want to go to, and I already bought the planes, uh, the plane tickets to the um, show in Germany, and I will be at Creativation, um, the next one in New Orleans.
1: We will definitely have to connect in person, other than just coming to the booth wherever you're demoing.
0: People who want to be in this industry, I think it's super, super, super really important to do the in-person, if there is a show, go, go. That's where you learn the techniques. That's where you see the products up close. That's where you make connections with people. It's really important.
1: And, And that gets back to the beginning of when you were saying that people are more inclined to listen to you live versus coming into the store. And I do think that it is a piece that's missing that the pandemic took from us that I don't know that everybody realizes would bring them joy because Mm -hmm. there is so much value in being in person that we, we lost sight of, I feel. Yeah. So I agree with you. I, I, and I do hope people do start coming more to the shows and maybe coming more to your store and learning in person and letting them empower you directly. Uh, But meanwhile, you still serve everybody and do so much live. It's amazing. Such a gift, such a gift. All right. So thank you. Thank you so much, Milagros. I really so appreciate you making the time on top of everything else that you have going on. You made the time <laughs> to talk with us and share so much of your history and background and, and experience and advice that we can all take to heart and implement immediately um, in all that we're doing and then just grow from by, uh, by, by listening to your words and remembering them and, and putting them close to our heart and really um, empowering our hands to do the magic. Thank you. Thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I'm so glad to have spent this time with you. And I know everybody will really appreciate being able to have a little piece of you in their day. So thank you again. Um- <laughs> we do. That's a wrap on another episode of Heart and Hands of a Maker. It's been so wonderful sharing this time with you. Thank you for tuning in. And if you want more, be sure to head over to TamaraHahneman.com slash podcast for all the show notes and information. Thank you, Milagros.